Drew, you have begun. The stars hath aligned. It is time for you to enter the next right. As my first action as guy who has entered the next right, I declare war upon Zach. Adam. That's right. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna start a coup, however, with my war pigeons. Coup, coup. <laughs> oh. <laughs> war pigeons are great at overthrowing governments. Right, well oh there my. went my pyre reference right out the window. <laughs> That's right, no pyre reference here, only pigeons. Hello, strangers on the internet, wandering through a forest of mind-bending treasures. Welcome to Nitwick, the podcast about friends and video games. This week, we kick off a month of adventure by taking a look at the beloved Legend of Zelda franchise, Nintendo's pointy-eared green baby. What do you think? What do we think? How do we feel about dungeon crawling? Have we ever dreamed of getting a Triforce tattoo? Answers to these questions and more, coming up soon. My name's Drew Fasciano, and a fun fact about myself, my favorite Legend of Zelda item is the hookshot, because I like oh. flicking myself really, really fast all over the place. Don't oh, judge shit. me. Oh no, oh, no Zach, what's for, going on? For some reason, <laughs> you struck me as the kind of man who would like the Deku Leaf. I don't know why. The Deku Leaf is really cool. It makes me tails in Zelda. But I like me my hookshots. I like that quick stuff. I like the quick. I like the quick. It's got more utility. You like but the I, quick. You got the quick. I like the quick. It's, it's got, got the quick. quick. <laughs> Let's check out that quick. Uh, that quick. Uh, that too quick. Hello, my name is Adam, and my favorite Legend of Zelda item is probably... It's a tie at the moment. Oh. Because I really dig the dual claw shots from Twilight Princess. Mm, they are pretty fun. I have. But I'm also, I'm also a fan of just the straight-up Ocarina of Time where I could just, like, play a little ditty and warp around, or, hell, I'm really tired of it being bright outside. What if it were night? Mm. Yeah, that's... I like it. That's a, I like the Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Dual claw shots, though. Mm. Yeah, that was a I, good one. See, I never... See, I didn't play Twilight Princess. <gasps> oh, it's Blasphemy! Another, uh, so I don't have experience with it. So my favorite Zelda item is also the hookshot. Mm, you can take it. Can I can I change mine? Can I change mine? Because if Zach's gonna Go. take Hookshot, I want to take I the mean, sail for the Red Lion's boat. Because the the Red Lion's boat is a pretty handy little item. Wait, why don't that is? But technically, it's an don't item. Don't you need the uh, Wind Waker baton? Oh, the baton. Mm, I do. I do need the baton. I do need. Actually, the baton. hold on. The Wind Waker is actually a pretty good item as well. Because then you could just you can still warp, but you also get control of the winds. Yeah, that's pretty mm. good. Hmm. Oh, you know, I got it. I changed mine. I changed mine. Pegasus boots. Okay. So I can go fast. Wow. He's running <laughs> so fast. Yeah. Oh, no. Wow. Look at him run right into that wall and yes. bounce like 30 meters back. Yeah. It's okay. There was a ruby in it. I got so many rubies. It was great. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Mm. You uh, need them rupees. Okay. So hold them up. Rupees. I'm, I'm, I'm Pegasus boots. Adam, you're the double hook shot, or the Wind Waker, or the Ocarina, and Zach is the normal hook shot. Am I am I getting it all correct? I like my tools simple and practical. Mm. 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 Sounds good. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Simple, practical. Well, I don't know. The hook shot's not super practical. Well, well you can use it seven days. I a like week. I like simple. I just hook uh-huh. it, go. We're done. Yeah. Not even, not even a little. 
little confusing about what that does. Anyways, hey everybody. <laughs> Hi, Zach. <laughs> Welcome so to the I show. Hear, <laughs> wow. I hear you. I hear a week has passed, has transpired for you, Drew. Oh, uh, yes, a week has transpired. Thanks for asking, Zach. Yeah. Let's see here. So this week, this week up in Drewland, things have been pretty chill. Um, I had my family come over pretty recently, and we finally took care of a light fixture in my apartment that has been bugging me to no end. And during that process, we turned off a bunch of lights, we turned off a bunch of power slots, we turned off my the apartment below me's power, and they were like, hey, why'd you do that? And... <laughs> Listen, you guys need to go outside more. Turn that power off. Yeah, so I have a... Okay, important question. Did you call your family over to fix your light? No, no, what happened is I had a light fixture, and I didn't have a power tool. And I was like, hey, Dad, can I borrow your power tools? And he was like, that's cool, or... We can all hang out in the city and get some lunch. And I was like, that sounds great. Let's turn this weird appliance thing into a family outing. So, you know, works out. Oh my God. I'm, I'm terrible with home improvements. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. These hands were, just were made for typing. I just imagine Drew's dad and Drew's mom just like doing things with the lights. And Drew's just sort of standing there going like, hey, dad, do you need any help? And he's just like, oh, no, son, I'm good. I'm t- your your interpretation is very inaccurate. I was standing the whole time. I was <laughs> yeah. holding things. I was screwing things in. My dad was watching me with his arms crossed like, mm, you're doing it wrong, boy. Doing it wrong. Oh, <laughs> wrong. wrong. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's just, it's very amusing to be like, son does home improvements in his own apartment whilst parents watch. I mean, it worked out. I replaced <laughs> the light fixture. Well, um, that works also, out. That's, that's very cool. Thanks, man. And now Drew's home <laughs> is full of light. It's weird because I got really used to not having the central light and just having that natural low light setting as it gets darker. So I might just stick to that. <laughs> um, aside from that, it's been pretty rainy. I got myself a nice pair of biking gloves so that my hands don't freeze off. Uh, and I'm really liking them. And I watched I watched a new season of Voltron up on Netflix. Yeah, that shit is crazy yeah. good. That shit is crazy oh. good. It's a lot better than the previous season. Uh, it decides to get real really quickly. I saw some action sequences and things happened, y'all. Like, y- you know when you watch a show and you're like, oh shit, things happened and I'm really excited and happy about it. That was me. That's right. That's... I love when shows have things that happen I for mean... maybe an hour or maybe a half hour time segment in one episode that concludes in a season. You know, it's funny it. It's funny you bring up episodes, Adam, because that comes into another thing that I done did. I busted what did op- you do? I busted open Kingdom Hearts 2, right? Oh or not boy. Kingdom Bro. Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, the bundle collection. And I thought, you know what? It's a late night. It's rainy. I've got some pizza. I've got a cookie. I've got a nice bottle of wine. I know what I'll do. I'll watch the movie Kingdom Hearts Ari Chain um, re- uh, Recoded and just see how that goes. Oh, how is Recoded? So Recoded is dumb. Recoded oh. is dumb. No, no, it's not true. I can't believe you'd say that about the mobile game. How could you? So what happened? You're terrible. What happened this week is I went through the, the Kingdom Hearts cycle. I watched Recoded, <laughs> which is the cutscenes high definition version of a mobile game they done did, and I was like, yeah, this is dumb. Sora's really annoying. Sora's really annoying. I forgot that. 
And like all of these strange plot things kept happening. And midway through, it was just like, you know what? The bottle's empty. I'm done. Um, and then I decided. Did you, <laughs> did you finish it before the bottle was empty? Or was this like, I've watched two minutes. Oh no, the bottle's empty. Adam, there are hours of cutscene in that thing. I am but one man. My bottle can mm. only go so far. But then after I was like, this is dumb. Let me play the game. I was like, wow, the game's really good. And I went to, I went to Nightmare Before Christmas Town. And I got my Keyblade, and I did the cool fighting, and I was like, oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts is really cool. Yeah, <laughs> when it's not being a shitty mobile game, it's real good. Yay! I was just say I'm kind of entering a similar phase. Uh, so a coworker of mine uh, just recently finished Kingdom Hearts 2, mm-hmm. as she's trying to get ready for 3 whenever that drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking with people about Kingdom Hearts, and then Drew, I come on the podcast, and Drew tells me about Kingdom Hearts, it's like, boy... I kind of want to play Kingdom Hearts again. I guess maybe I'll go pick up that PS4 bundle. I Because, damn, I was re-watching some stuff like, Kingdom Hearts looks stupid, but I also really want to play it. I'm going to recommend the bundle. It's quite nice. I'm going to I'm gonna put it like this. I, as I get older, I realize that I like some really dumb shit, and I'm totally okay with it. And that's what Kingdom Hearts yeah. is. It's a, it's a colorful, over-the-top cartoony cheesy campy combination of terrible things with the highest production value i have ever seen audience members make sure you snippet that comment right there it'll come back to haunt drew in a week or <laughs> no! two no oh god please what stop. else did you <laughs> oh boy <laughs> or mean, is that about it that's about it for my week other other things happened other tiny little things but you know i'm i'm less concerned about myself adam and i'm concerned about you because you know oh. I haven't talked to you in a while, and I want to know what's going on. Yeah, How's your I see. Adam, we're concerned. Oh, okay. Well, hi, my name is Adam, uh, and uh, I am addicted to Breath of the Wild. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Oh, no. Uh, so I spent okay. most of this week when I wasn't being thrown under the bus at work for more projects. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, quick work story. So I was pulled away by my boss saying, hey, can you look into this real quick? Uh our, we have our other tester working something, so we need you to look at this. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll look at this real quickly. I'll get a, I'll get a build going and everything. Literally, the next day is, hey, so other person is super swamped. You're in charge of this now. This needs to be done and tested by Tuesday. I'm like, oh, it's like, well, then I'm going out for ramen and a bunch of beer. Goodbye, oh, friends. Well, that explains that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I wasn't being having that done, uh. I played a bunch more Breath of the Wild. Well, I can't say a bunch. I, I got to play a couple hours of it here and there. Uh, I won't go into too much because I have a feeling by the t- uh, title of this podcast, I'll probably go into a bit more later. So I'll <laughs> save it for there. Otherwise, that game is really good. Uh, uh, I also played a bunch more Monster Hunter World this week. Yeah. And that game has been really fun. I tried fighting a Rathalos for the first time and got my ass handed to me right mm. quick. Oh, dear. I was feeling pretty... Pretty confident in myself that, oh, I can beat this giant dragon. You can never no. defeat the giant dragon. Uh, well, never. it's not that I didn't... Well, it left. It just ran away. It said, no, I'm done with you, and it left the area. Mm. Oh. I didn't know that was a thing it could do. It yeah. just... I was fighting it, and I thought, oh, we're having a good tussle, him and I. I'm gonna go beat his ass. And he left. He was like, <laughs> That's it? I'm sorry. I didn't even... I, I didn't get to do anything. You just decided to fly off and leave. Come back here, red dragon thing. That's hey, hilarious um, that you're just like, hey, 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 red dragon. Wait, 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 come on. Where the fuck you going? What? Come on, come back here. Get back here. 
I ran around the map for like a while, like looking for it, but no, it was gone. Damn. It sounds like Monster Hunter World. You've been playing it for a few weeks. What you you liking it? You're liking your Monster Hunter, your Monster Hunter experience? It's working for you. I uh, I am. I, I probably won't keep bringing it up. Like, well, I might mention if I play a bunch of it, but uh, yeah, I'm liking that game a lot. Mm. Like a lot. The game's really good. Mm. Um, and the last thing I, I did of note this week is uh, I finished watching Devil Man Cry Baby on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, so Netflix boy. is new. <laughs> it hit you hard, didn't it? Yeah, it hit you hard. Um, before we start, no, yeah, not not real. Well, okay, oh. so here's the thing: Devil Man Cry Baby is really, really damn intense at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an older series. I think it came out in the '70s, but originally by the, a guy named Go Nagai. Uh, go. This is so. This is a a new re, like redone version of Devil Man from back from back in the '70s. Uh, Devil Man Cry Baby was really good the thing is is that i've devil man went on to inspire a lot of things that i actually really like so mm-hmm. i've kind of seen a lot of these things before so uh, it like i kind of saw a lot of this coming i see that's it that's okay. yeah. that's really interesting well it's weird like here's the weird thing i like devil man cry baby it was really good but i think what i liked most about it is that i was able to look at it and be like oh hey this is an adaptation of this older story that older story actually influenced like Two of my favorite series, uh, like it went on to influence uh, Evangelion and Berserk, which oh. I've made no small mention of. I are very de- dear to my heart, mm. and it was just like because I've watched those, watching this new adaptation, I was like, oh yeah, I see where all the influences kind of merged and stuff. Yeah, that's. I will say for anybody, anybody listening, boy, Devil Man Cry Baby is intense <laughs> at times. Oh, like, boy. No, okay, so this is this is a non sequitur, but you mentioned Eva. Mm-hmm. And Berserk. And those are two mm-hmm. animes that I've been meaning to watch, despite the fact that they're very, very dark. But I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, you know, I feel like I could rank up my social link with you if I watch some Eva. And first of all, that yeah. sentence happened. That Second, did. I can't believe that <laughs> did happen. And just so you know, you would rank up our our social link. Yeah, but that's, that's what I was thinking as well. Like, I feel like if I watched Eva. You would understand Adam on a more <laughs> fundamental level. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's true of anybody who's like into Eva. I well, I guess it would be into anything, but like I think in Eva in particular, like if two people have seen Eva, they just they know each other better. They understand each other better. Yeah, man. Mm. Um, but yeah, so like, Devilman Crybaby was fun. It's just and like I don't I don't mark it down for like me being able to call like what was happening in it. Because I'd seen, like, the other derivative work of this new adaptation. But I liked it a lot. Uh, this will sentence will only hit, will only cause a reaction from Drew. But I can best summarize Devil Man Crybaby as such. Mm-hmm. Devil Man Crybaby brings new meaning to the phrase, Well, calm down there, Satan. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what? Adam knows. Adam knows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on. That was my first thought of like, we'll calm down. <laughs> so yeah, that was my week. Uh, well, glad to hear it, man. Um, Zach, um, tell Hi. us about your week, and more importantly, le- well, not more importantly, but also let us know what's going on in Overwatch. Mr. So, I- I'm trying to set you up as an announcer, but I can't do it because I don't have the skill. I can't. So. I can't do it either, and I don't have the skill either. So it's perfect. Um, oh, good. Anyways, other than being like. All right, now I should watch Devil Man Crybaby before I watch Eva. Mm-hmm. Just add it uh, to the list. 
Yeah, either order will be fine. I mean, I'm sure either order is fine, but it's kind of like it's got an interesting aspect to it that you like watch the progenitor before you watch the the thing that mm-hmm. came after it. Anyways, uh, so this week, first of all, in Overwatch, we have uh, the San Francisco Shock played two matches. The first against the Los Angeles Valiant, where despite the fact that they played strongly, they did pretty well. Um, our Tracer player, Dante, got some very sick kills off. We lost to them 3-1. And that's not a terrible situation. 3-1's not super bad. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The next, uh, we played against the Shanghai Dragons on Saturday. And it was the last game of the, of the day. And we completely shut them out. Like we demolished the dragons. They were playing super. Like they were playing. They were playing kind of badly, and we were playing very strong. Um, mm-hmm. And another fun thing to note is that on on Saturday, um, all of the matches were zero and four. The London Spitfire foroed the 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 fusion. New York Excelsior followed the Houston Outlaws, and we followed the Shanghai Dragons. It's just sort of an interesting thing to note. There were a lot of shutouts mm. on Saturday. Mm. Take no prisoners. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, so the rest of my week, because my week isn't entirely watching Overwatch League. <laughs> or maybe it is. Doubt. Um, a doubt. Yeah. So the, the next thing to probably bring up is that I beat Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is sort of perfect for this episode. Excellent. Um, Excellent. And there is, I looked up, a there, there was something that I was looking up for Breath of the Wild, because I do that sometimes when I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to do here? Um, like, I, I remember looking up the fight with Ganon and being mm-hmm. like, how do I beat this section? And so I like paused, looked it up and went like, oh, that's dumb. And then I looked and said... Oh, I can't do that method. Whoa, no spoilers, bro. I haven't gotten there. I know, but whatever. Anyways, so I beat the game. It was mm-hmm. it was good. I, I, I definitely enjoyed my experiences with it. Um, but there's one other thing that, like, that it mentioned something about the game that had, like, a number of prerequisites, and I, like, listened to all the prerequisites listed off, and I was just like, oh, I've already done all that. Nice. I was like, so <laughs> I was just sitting there going, like, oh, okay, I don't have to do any of this shit. <laughs> like, I already did it because I wanted to do it, so here we are. Um, and I'll be able to talk to you about that when mm-hmm. everybody finishes this game. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, so that, that was kind of cool. Uh, and I beat it. It's a fun game. I really like the ending cutscene. Um, and the only thought I had after that was like, we got to the ending cutscene. I was just like, no, but I want to keep adventuring in this new world state. It, that seems like so cool, but it doesn't mm-hmm. let you. It's sad. Um, like you can reload to right before fighting Ganon, but you don't get, they don't let you play There's in the stuff world that happens after Ganon. at the end. Like, they don't let you play There's... in the world after Ganon, and that's the world I wanted to go jump into. Um, mm. And the last thing to want to bring up, and I did this literally right before we started recording, is I finally finished season two of Korra, The Legend of Avatar Korra. Oh yeah. Um, and? And and I told these two guys about it, and my, and my first impression was, what the fuck just happened? And they agreed with me, so that was good. That's right. You're not too far off. Legend of Korra season two ends in a very, <laughs> but why though? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's about my week. Um, so I hear we have a topic today. Why, Zach? We do have a topic today. How do you feel about the Legend of Zelda? I, oh, I hate that series. It's terrible. Let's never <laughs> speak of it again. I have just beaten mm. it, and I want to talk about it a lot. And I love the fact that we have this episode right now because I can just talk about it a lot. 
Mm, oh, sounds goody. like for you, Zach, the timing's great. And for you, Adam, I'm sorry, but uh, you're going to have to deal. Because this week is all oh, about no. the Zelda. It's all about the Zelda, Yay! Adam. All over I was, I was really excited for, for this week. It's like, yes, we're going to do Zelda. Yes, I don't need to are. prep for this at all. I have it all in my head. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> awesome. So, Zelda, for folks who are tuning in and just don't know a whole lot about video games, is the Nintendo franchise all about a cute, cute little, little green elf guy going around, slapping stuff, discovering dungeons, getting gems, getting fairies, and, you know, beating up this guy named Ganondorf. Is that, a, is that an accurate summary, gentlemen? Is that about well, as also, generic as I can get? There's mm-hmm. Ganondorf, and then there's Ganon. Oh, that's they're true. Both. That's true. They're both in there. Mm-hmm. They're two different characters. It, well, no, kind of different. Yeah, they're, but like, let's talk about our experiences with it. I'm going to usurp Drew for a moment. Hey there, everybody. My experience with the Zelda franchise. So I had a thing like when I was younger, I had Nintendo systems, and then I like I dropped off the face of the earth from Nintendo, and I am just I have just now gotten a Switch. So like I dropped off at like the GameCube, and picked up again at the Switch. Mm-hmm. So. I haven't played some of these middle-range uh, console Zeldas, but I have played Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Breath of the Wild. Um, those are three good ones to have. Yeah, those are three very good ones to have, and I like them a lot. Um, and, like, I guess what's what's sort of cool, like, what I like about the series and what sort of draws me in is the sort of, like, adventure kind of vibe you get from it. And I know this is Adventure Month, but you get this sort of, like, aha, we're going to this place and doing this thing, going to this other place and doing a random thing. It's, and it feels, it, it has a little bit, like, lighter of a tone than, say, like, a Skyrim or something, where it's just like, this is medieval fantasy. Mm. Yeah. It, it's a yeah. colorful world. It's a lot more just, hey, this is genuine fantasy. This is fantasy fulfillment. This is goofy times. Oh yeah, dude! Every time I get a Korok, every time I lift a rock and there's a there's a little fairy dude. Mm-hmm. Every oh, the... single I forget what they're called. They're called Koroks. The they're Koroks, called Koroks. Yeah. I don't know why I messed that up. Anyway, so I lift a rock. A Korok pops up. It gives me a seed. Every single time, I just drop the Korok on its head. I just drop the rock uh... on the Korok's head. That's what I do. <laughs> Fuck you, thing, for making me climb all the way up here. Yeah, no, it's because you're doing like stupid tasks for these guys, and then you're just like, "Fuck you," and drop the rock on them. <laughs> Jesus. Well, cool, man. That's good. That's good. Adam, what's your experience with the Zelda series? You seem pretty, pretty invested. Pretty. Oh invested. man. Um, I'm that guy in one of our early ones said, "Guys, you got to respect the deep lore of Zelda." Fuck you if you don't. <laughs> Gotta, the timeline, man. The timeline. Are are you a lore man? Are you big into the Zelda lore? I didn't know that. Oh, oh boy. God, I might probably more than I should be. Oh, oh no, my. I'm I'm ready oh. to find out about this. Yeah, I know. So We're gonna Legend, need a history lesson. Legend of Zelda is one of my all all time favorite series. Uh, to me, it is the all reliable. Like everybody has those. Like oh, I can go back to this series anytime, and it's still good. Uh, Legend of Zelda is that series for me. It's like I need. I just need something fun. Oh, I wonder what Zelda. What, that's up with Legend of Zelda. Let's go play that. Um, my very first Legend of Zelda game was Link's Awakening on Game Boy Color. Ooh. Um, I remember getting that with. I got a blue Game Boy Color with Pokemon Blue and Legend of Zelda. And I remember Legend of Zelda was the first one I threw in because uh, it was just. It looks so much like so much fun. And I'd played a little bit of uh, Link to the Past at a friend's house. I was like, oh boy, I can finally play my own Zelda game. Yeah. I promptly got stuck immediately. Oh no. Um, and pretty 
soon after I got that one, I actually got an N64 for Christmas. Well, technically, I didn't get nothing. It was supposed to be for the family, but it was an N64 with Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time in it. Mm. And technically, it was for the family, but I kind of, like, took it. So it was mine. <laughs> and I don't, ah. I don't know, care who hears that. This was mm. the greatest mistake and probably what started me on my path to, boy, video games are swell. Mm. Mm. Um, it's a gateway drug. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ocarina of Time <laughs> is a really good gateway drug. <laughs> um, hard act to follow, but you know what? Uh, and so I've played most of the games. Uh, I haven't beaten all of them. There are, there are a couple that I haven't beaten <clears throat> for various reasons, but I have played most mm. of the, uh, a good chunk of the series. And I've really liked it. They're one of my, some of my favorite games. Hmm. Nice. Excellent. Excellent, man. Drew. Well, for me, um, my first video game was uh, Legend of Zelda uh, Link's Awakening. It was a Game Boy game. I rented, it, I rented it from Blockbuster. I was immediately hooked in. I thought it was the coolest goddamn thing ever. I realized I was cool because I had the color version. I, I didn't just have... I didn't just get or rent Link's Awakening. I had Link's Awakening DX Deluxe. Ooh. And Ooh. I didn't know I didn't know what that meant or why it was the deluxe version. Nobody knows. But what I was it means. I was happy. It made me feel special and good. And mm-hmm. uh, again, like that game was just a really solid start for like, wow, video games are great. Um, and I didn't have a I I didn't have an N sixty four. So the next Zelda game I played was actually uh, Oracle of Seasons or sorry Oracle of Ages, which was this weird pairing they did on the Game Boys where they had. Two mm-hmm. games come out at once, uh, and they were themed a little differently. One was themed around changing seasons. The other was themed around changing the current you know, age you're in, like past or present. And mm. I thought time travel seemed cooler, so I went with the time travel one. Felt pretty good about it. Felt pretty good about that stance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And after that, I was pretty solidly into the realm of like, wow, Zelda kicks a lot of butt, you guys. Uh, you know, I knew... <laughs> I just like the phrase of that. Wow, this series kicks so much butt. Check I'm out all the keep... butt kicking. Oh, Zach, that's for a different channel, okay? That that's not for this. I'm sorry. Um, let's see here. Um... Oh, god damn it. <laughs> god damn I... it. And now all I'm thinking about is stupid fucking Sonic fanfiction. I want you to know that. <laughs> I didn't say Sonic once. That's your own head, dude. That's your uh... own head. Something you got PTSD or something. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Zach. So, so Drew, mm-hmm. let me ask you this question. Um, yeah, man. So you played Ages and Seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know there was supposed to be a third one? I know that they did like some weird connection between the two, where if you had both and you did some trading with the link cables, you got it. I didn't mm-hmm. do that because that seemed like mindless and dumb, and I didn't want to do oh, it. Oh, you're mindless and dumb. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you get the the final boss. I know. As but weird it as th- just wasn't worth it to me. As weird as that sounds. In yeah, you case. had to, so I think it was you beat seasons, and mm-hmm. then if you link up to ages, you could like transfer over or get a bunch of bonuses and ages. Mm-hmm. And then if you beat that one, you could transfer stuff back over to seasons, and you unlocked like more bosses and more weapons. Whoa! Uh, but there was supposed to be a third one because to like complete it was supposed to be the Triforce series. Oh, that's because oh. cool. there there that's was a red cool. one for power, a blue one. For wisdom, and there's supposed to be a green one for courage, but I think they just ran out of development time at that one. Oh, that that really sucks. The Lost Zelda. It does. Game. Um, but seasons and ages are both mm. pretty good. I actually I didn't I played mostly seasons, but I didn't mm. finish that one because I got stuck at some point and thought 
oh man, I'm I'm stuck. I can't. I can do nothing. I'm leaving mm. this place. Goodbye. I mean, the Game Boy ones are tricky. They actually had a lot of very interesting, like you know, fetch quests and kind of like the. Uh, what do you call it in the choose your own adventure games like those little like word puzzles you got to figure out where you got to get the right item and, and talk to the right person so that was mm-hmm. kind of fun point and click i guess after that um yeah i finally got stuff I, like that i finally got a 3d one uh i had a gamecube and i got wind waker which is my favorite of yeah. all the zelda games i think that thing is phenomenal i think the art i think the yes. art di- direction is just the best i've ever seen in a zelda game mm-hmm. Uh, I promptly afterwards played uh, Twilight Princess. Pretty good. I think, uh, you know, Min is a pretty interesting character. I played uh, Link to the Past, which was... You gotta play that one. Yeah, you know, it's the classic. Zach, you haven't played Link to the Past? (laughs) I have not. Uh, You gotta play it. It's good. You're missing out on, like, one of the best ones. (laughs) Some say it is the best. Okay, do I have to play it? Do I have to to get an emulator? No, you have to buy an old-school Super NES... Mm. I'm getting an emulator. From, back, back from the 80s, you don't buy the mini. It has to be on the original hardware. Oh crap! No, I'm getting an emulator. <laughs> uh, there is one for the game. There was a copy of the Game Boy Advance that had a bunch of stuff in it. Yeah, I don't uh, have that. The past game Boy Advance. I well, have a 3DS. I, gotta... I don't have a Game Boy Advance. You know, I can just like I can hand you my copy <laughs> at some point. That also works as long as you don't override my save, bro. I any... might. In any case, I've played a lot of Zelda in my day. I've played some more. I've played them at friends' houses. I played Four Swords, and I love that too. And what oh, I can dude. say, mm. <laughs> what Four I can swords. say is, like, even the worst Zelda game I've played has still been phenomenal. I I love the like the quirky elements of it. I love item mm-hmm. finding and how that slowly makes the world like more accessible. It's just a very cute series that does a lot of really interesting, cool discovery things. And I mean, like again, it's it, it it would be weird to me to run into someone who doesn't know what Zelda is at this point because it's so prominent in the game sphere. So let me ask you: yeah. you ever run into somebody who was legitimately thought like, wait, isn't isn't uh, Zelda the guy? When I was younger, I I think I mixed them up because for me, Zelda and Link sounded like equally like male and female. I didn't really care. I just wanted to play the game. I did mm-hmm. I did learn Link's name very quickly because in Link's Awakening, if you put in Link, then you get like a cool little like fancy tune on the title screen when you do it. And I thought that was really neat. It was a cool little Easter oh. egg. And I was like, yeah, go me. See, the thing mm-hmm. is cool. like, I, I, again, I started on Ocarina of Time and they like highlight your name at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. My name is Link. It's kind of interesting how the series is titled The Legend of Zelda though. It makes it seem like the story is about Zelda when it almost never is. Yeah. And that harkens all the way back even to the original Legend of Zelda on the NAS, where it was like, I wonder why they called it Legend of Zelda and not, like, The Adventure of Link. Well, they did have Link's Adventure, uh, or Adventure of Link. That was was number two. Yeah. But but it's just weird to me. Like, because... Zelda's in the title. Because, like, I feel like it's because Mm -hmm. Zelda is really important to, like, the main plot of the game. Mm -hmm. It's usually a super integral and probably more important than Link is. Link just sort of shows up and beats shit up. Um, I'm gonna take the cynical approach and just say that it was marketing being marketing. The name probably sounded better, so they stuck with it than Legend yeah, of Link. That that works. Yeah, that um, could be. I don't know, but I, I think Zach's got a good point. Like you know, Zelda is kind of like central to everything in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. Zelda tends to be central to like the the shenaniganry of the plot. Link just tends to be guy with sword. Let me ask you about the question. <laughs> um, did you guys always use the name Link? Yeah, when put in, or it sounded like. Drew, you started using a different name and then switched to Link. 
I started off calling myself Drew in the games and then quickly realized that that was the wrong way to play the game. And I had to get off my scrub level and get on my pro level and now I play as Link. No, <laughs> both of you get off your scrub levels. Play as Rinku. Who is Who? Rinku? Oh no, god damn it. <laughs> Who is Rinku, Adam? Explain it to me. It's, it's how you say Link in <laughs> Japanese. Oh, you, you, you son of a bitch. You know People what, will fight you on that and it's it's crazy. Adam, just for that, you have to answer my next question. You, then oh, Zach, geez. then myself, but you're on the spot first. What okay. makes The Legend of Zelda unique? What do you like about it? What makes it special? Oh, geez, don't ask me these questions <laughs> that, that have no an- that have no end. Um, Uh-oh. What do I think makes Legend... Okay, so we, we you have four different elements down here listed, like story, gameplay, weapons, discovery. Uh, I guess I'll start with story, and maybe we'll do a like, roundtable thing. Uh, I think the story is actually pretty unique in Zelda, in that... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, very simple story. Like, the, the basic structure is incredibly simple. It's, you're playing as Link. Hyrule and Zelda are in danger from Ganon slash Ganondorf. Go stop them. And it's just such a very simple premise, but it always works. And I feel like as the seri- the games have gone on, mm-hmm. more and more of this, like, <clears throat> deeper lore has kind of, like, been built up around it to kind of answer, mm-hmm. like, where each of the games kind of falls in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that that's mostly there if you want it to be. Like, if you really just want to see the games as standalone which most of them like pretty much up to a point they all are standalone it's only if you really want to like see how they're all connected you have to worry about any of that like greater picture stuff yeah i Uh, and i i like that i like that it's there if you want it i'm admittedly at a level where i do not see any of the connections between the games Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like "Eh?" and and see that's that's cool because you can still enjoy each of the individual games on their own but like if you want to see, like, in the greater context, where does this fall into, or how does it connect the other games, you can, but it's not required. And I think that's one of the best things about this games is that they have these really good stories that do have, I guess what you'd call, ba- like, a bl- bunch of baggage, but you don't even need to look at it if you don't want to. Um, yeah. And I think I think the games have very unique characters. They have very well-written stories. I always like all the Zelda stories. Yeah, um, I... So... Yeah, no, I, I do like, I, I also enjoy the stories, and I, but in terms of, like, what I'm thinking of, like, what makes these games unique, um, is that they tend to be, like, what separates Zelda games, um, especially the newer ones, and the ones I have experience with, is they tend to be focused on, uh, they're very, they're very focused, and they are very polished. Mm-hmm. Like, they always perform really well, and it always feels really good to play the games. Mm. That's the Nintendo seal of approval right there. Yeah. It's got that Nintendo seal of approval on an action, on an action adventure series. Um, and, uh, it does a really good job of opening up the world with the different items that you could get. Mm -hmm. Uh, like breath of the wild does, well, breath of the wild just hands you all the tools and says, have fun. But, uh, the, the other games sort of like the different things that you gain over the course of the game makes it easier for gives you new access to places get you to go to different areas and i guess it's sort of like it bleeds a little bit with metroid in that way or like a, a super oh, mario yeah. in that way mm-hmm. um but i i think legend of zelda does a really good job of of taking the items that it does have and and just again giving you access to new stuff i don't yeah. know if that feels like by the way that that feels like nintendo's like as a developer that's their shtick <laughs> oh yeah Nintendo's always been really good about presenting you with like a bunch of little pieces over time and it kind of lets you put them all together into a bigger picture thing. Yeah. Um, 
And it's funny you mentioned like Metroid because yeah, like I remember that Metroid and Zelda's development uh, were kind of linked at one point. Like oh. I think they were, I believe both of them on the NES were kind of being worked concurrently. Uh, it just was that Zelda had all of the focus poured onto it first before before Metroid. And uh, you're absolutely right. It's it's like it's really fun to explore in those games because it feels mm-hmm. really natural. I find. Yeah, you know that actually leads me to. I think the dungeon design in Zelda is freaking fantastic. Like, I, I've i played games with dungeons before. I usually hate them. I usually hate the underground settings. I usually hate being in an enclosed area. Like, I know they're supposed to be, like, the challenging, important part of a game, but they usually mm-hmm. have to win me over. And Zelda always seems to have a unique premise, like, a really good layout, and the sense of undoing a puzzle is always there. And that always feels really good to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, one of the things I think are unique are, and we've kind of good that we've talked about this, is, like, the the weapons and items you get in these games. Because mm-hmm. I I think it wouldn't be a stretch to say that a lot of the items you get in Zelda are, like, basically iconic at this point. Oh, like, yeah. You can just say, like, hookshot, and then everybody knows exactly what you do with that. Right. And you just get these weapons, and they let you interact with the world. And it and the puzzles they build them are always really good. And I like, the, I like that they, again, they just feel natural as you using them and the, the puzzles they give you feel really uh, feel good. They yeah. have this interesting way of they feel natural and integrated, but I also know the flow. Like I know like, okay, I'm in this new land. I know I need to find out where the dungeon is. I need to do some fetch questy stuff. Okay. I'm in the dungeon. I need to find the item that lets me beat the boss. Okay. I found the item. I beat the mini boss. Now I have beat this other boss and I get a heart container. Yay. Hooray. Like it, it's very rinse and repeat. In mm-hmm. most games I've played, like most games, the dungeon cycle is kind of the same, but it always feels like, it never feels like a chore. It's like, okay, I'm hyped, I'm ready, let's go. And I don't know yeah. if that's just good design or or what, because like I can play Skyrim and be like, God damn it, another mine. Or, I mean, shoot, even Mass Effect. Like, it is. Uh, it's, it's more it's more these guys, pow, pow. Yeah, so it is, it is definitely a case of like, the dungeon design is really... T- strong oh yeah like the level the level designers in zelda have to get get some sort of award because they are insanely good um and each one of them have really good ones like yeah yeah the, the other uh, i guess the other thing is that i mean it's it's sort of like skyrim has a physics engine and you let you rarely see that physics engine getting utilized in the skyrim dungeons whereas in zelda mm-hmm. everything that they put in the game gets use in those dungeons like they mm. they get a ton of work out of everything in all of in all of the the dungeons designed in Legend of Zelda. You know, I think yeah, that's what it, it is. It rarely feels like there's any I guess extra fat to any of these games. Like everything mm-hmm. feels like it's there because it needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And if you find yeah. something extra, it's like, "Oh, sweet, something that I didn't need. This is really cool and useful." Like um I'm going to go on a tangent, but there's an optional dungeon in uh, freaking Link's Awakening. It's like under a graveyard. And if you finish it, you can get like a certain outfit that gives you like, you know, good offensive or a lot of defense. And like, I could have co- I could have completely not done it. It was really well hidden. And then when I found it, it was just like, holy shit, this is the coolest thing ever. I feel like a champion as like a 10 year old kid, you know? Oh, was that? That was the <laughs> color dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. The color dungeon, the color dungeon yeah uh one of the things i think is really unique about zelda is and we've kind of talked about this bit is that not like the story is straightforward but like the gameplay is also pretty straightforward and it's very formulaic at this point yeah Mm -hmm. drew kind of said it already where 
you can already mm. before pl- like going in uh, and and this was really true before mm. breath of the wild mm. you could go into a dungeon or boot up a zelda game and you almost knew exactly how things were going to go you'd get to a dungeon you'd solve a bunch of puzzles get an item you uh fight a mini boss maybe uh use the new item to complete the rest of the dungeon beat the boss with the new item look for the new dungeon and that was basically the formula and i think part of the charm of zelda is actually in how formulaic it's gotten Mm -hmm. most because it's in each of the new games it's like seeing an old thing in a new way and it's really fun Mm -hmm. to see like what have they done with it this time like yeah uh the claw shot in twilight princess was replacing the hook shot but Mm -hmm. and like oh now you can like hook onto greats but then they gave you the double claw shot and now you could like spider-man your way across places it's like that's sick i love that you know it seems like it's interesting because like on one hand it is the idea of like oh you're recycling the games but i think because nintendo wasn't really afraid to recycle the formula like i i feel like i have my favorite zelda game you've got your favorite zelda game it feels like almost a generational thing like we can we can talk about this like game related fable at this point you know yeah like it feels like such like, an important aspect of games like you know the zelda game the zelda type you know yeah mm-hmm. these games have become legend uh, you joke but yes like they're a part of the framework of games now like 50 years down the line people are going to be like dissecting what made zelda tick if there isn't already another <laughs> zelda going on yeah 50 years from now zelda 85 oh zelda oh, 12 i mean wait no they probably I, I already made 12 I think there will still be a Zelda 50 years from now if we're all still alive. That's my stance. I think it's well, going to keep going. It's a good I stance. believe Zelda, The Legend of Zelda just celebrated its 25th anniversary not too long ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're like halfway there. Well, we're <laughs> a third of the way there. Third of the way? So 50 years What's from it? now. Oh, 50 years from now? All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. Um, it's cool. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to go into memory lane. Unless you guys want to talk about how unique Zelda still is. Um, I'm okay with memory lane. I have a lot of them. Okay, well then, oh, why man. don't you why don't you kick us off with some hot memories from the Zelda Land? I so I have a really good memory from I, I have very fond memories of Ocarina of Time, when mm. you have to sneak into Hyrule Castle, avoiding all the guards. Nah. Uh, which, by the way, they they basically did a reference to in in Majora's Mask. There's a whole segment where you're sneaking around guards. Mm. Um, talk about rehashing it. It's basically the same thing, but where you had to like sneak by, and then you get like. You, you get, like, a through-the-window peek at Zelda herself, and, like, an important mm-hmm. scene plays out. And I actually found that really amusing. I, I, I really like that scene. I was super enamored by it. And I think, like, mm-hmm. watching, watching like, looking through the window and seeing Zelda has a very... It gives, like, a... There's a certain romanticism to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because I don't think Link was... I think he was, like, supposed to find Zelda for some reason, or, or something like that. But... In... Is this uh, Ocarina of Time? Yeah, this is Ocarina of Time. At the time, he needed to find Zelda because the Deku Tree gave him the uh, Kokiri Emerald and was like, hey, you need to stop this like disaster or darkness that's coming. Go find Princess Zelda. And that's why he went to go find her. Right. And so, again, there's there's like a certain romanticism that he like looks upon Zelda and there's like a, a thing there. At least that's what I felt when I was playing it when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, that's, I think that's fair. Like, she's been kind of built up and, wow, you finally found her. You did it, kid. Yeah, and then I have, and I guess this is because I just beat Breath of the Wild, but um, I have a very different kind of, like, fond memory of sneaking into Hyrule Castle in Breath of the Wild. Oh. <laughs> um, although it does involve, like, 
there's the last castle segment and then there's like a bunch of defenses in front of it and i literally like walked around it and climbed up <laughs> like mm. there's a bunch of cliff ledges and i had three full circles of stamina so i just climbed up and i was <laughs> I, it was super amusing to me i just sort of climbed up behind all the defenses and went like well guess i'm done <laughs> Zach thinks back, like, no sneaking this time. I'm just going to climb this bitch. Yeah. Um, like, well, the thing is, I got, I, I like, there's, like, one gatehouse with a lionel in it, and I beat it, and I was like, wow, that took a lot of resources. There's a second one, and I started fighting it, and I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go. So I climbed up and out of the gatehouse and went somewhere else. <laughs> like, that, that that last dungeon has so many instances of me just, like, looking at the scenario and going, like, you know what? I don't want to fight this right now. I'm not in the mood. And I just leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. Is this, is this Breath of the Wild you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Man, I gotta play Castle right. Hyrule in Breath of the Wild should be treated like a stealth mission. It's well, great. Yeah, they've, done that, they've done that before. Uh, Wind Waker has a pretty interesting stealth section early on where you're just sneaking around this big, freaky castle in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. But, oh, is that the... Uh, that's the Forsaken Fortress, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> where the the pirates shoot you with a cannon into the base and it's the most cartoony goofy thing on the planet and i absolutely freaking love it i don't know what possessed me but the other night i rewatched that cutscene for some reason i was like <laughs> this is still good i need to play breath of the wild damn it uh wind waker wind waker you, you just you just play breath yeah you of the do wild. i just play, I breath, play of breath of the wild we need to swap games. We need to swap memories, Zach. I'll take your Breath of the Wild memories. You can take my Legend of Zelda Wind Waker memories. All right, well, you gotta, great. you gotta remind me of your memories then, other than getting shot into a castle. Oh, okay. Well, let's see here. Uh, I was shot into a castle. Um, here's one that I think I think you guys might might be able to relate to. Um, Freaking Wind Waker. They bring back an enemy that I never, I never play, or I played Ocarina of Time, but I played it at a buddy's house, like in bits and pieces. I, I played that game in so many bits and pieces at different people's houses that I feel like I've beaten like half of it just through incident. <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, Wind Waker? Um, no, not Wind Waker. Um, Ocarina of Time. Oh, I played Ocarina it. Time. I played it at Amir's house. I played it at Michael Mejia's house. I think I played it at Justin's house. I played it at, like a lot of like all my friends had this game. I just yeah. this is sounding. <laughs> I had this that sounded game. Like me with uh. This is something like me with Bioshock, where you're like, you kind of like, I feel like I've played this over and over, but no, I never actually sat down and played it. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. what happened. All right, so, but as far as this guy, so you guys know the the undead, the zombie guys. In... Oh, the redeads. Yeah, yeah. Re I didn't know the redeads were gonna do anything. I was just like, oh, cool. There's like this weird slow moving dead body element. Oh, in you this idiot! <laughs> and then the scream, this terrible scream, and then the guy bites my head, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. when did this become body horror? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So it both gets wild. Both Zach and Drew. Uh, Zach, when you mentioned the stealth section, I had the stealth music from Ocarina of Time in my head. And Drew, as soon as you mentioned the redead, I literally had the scream playing in my head because it's like, that scared the shit out of me when I played Wind Waker. Dude, they, it's so loud. Oh, God, it's so loud. They they know what they're doing. You know what? Here's the thing about Zelda. It can have its nice, goofy, cutesy fun times. But when it decides to get dark, it comes out of nowhere and it's some David Lynch shit. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. The part where 
Link finds out about the past and who the the bad guy is. And there is this Mm -hmm. scene where things go upside down and there are these three dark links in the distance. And then your not girlfriend character has no eyes. And I'm just like losing my mind. And then it's done. It's like this random scene in the middle of nowhere. And it's fucking never to be brought up again. (laughs) I, um, you're absolutely right. Like Zelda, when it wants to be connected, be really scary. Um, one of one of the memories I have of Legend of Zelda is actually being almost terrified to go into Dodongo's cavern as a kid in a uh, Ocarina of Time. Really? You mean the? Uh, I'm trying to remember where Dodongo's. This cavern is the was. second. This is the second dungeon uh, where you're going into Death Mountain. Oh. And it was just the motion of walk in, and there's a giant skull staring at you. Right. That's not good. And it's not good. I. I've mentioned this before, but everything about the scene, the music, the atmosphere just really unnerved me. And to the point where um, I left Dodonigo's Cavern and did almost everything else except that dungeon to the point where, well, I guess I got to go do that dungeon now. I had to go face the scary thing. Yeah. Um, mm. That's one of my favorite memories. Of, well, not my favorite. It's a very poignant memory for me about Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Uh, I remember from Ocarina just... For memories of Ocarina of Time, I remember fishing a lot in that game. Like I remember really? where I would come home. I remember oh, I would God, come home the some fucking days fishing. after work. Oh, I fucking forgot about the fishing mini game. Everybody Ooh. forgets about fishing. Oh, uh, I remember coming home from school on some days, and I, I would turn the N64 on, and all I would do for hours was just fish in that game. I'm not really? entirely sure why, but it was a lot. Because there's a really that game. big fish you can get, and you get a really strong load for it. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Actually. This may this actually surprised a lot of people. Uh, I hadn't actually beaten Ocarina of Time until maybe a couple years ago, like two, maybe four years ago. Wow! Because I had it as a, I had it on N sixty four, but I didn't beat it there because I got stuck in the Shadow Temple at one point on the N sixty four. I think I used a key where I wasn't supposed to, which is and I could, which is my favorite temple from Ocarina of Time. Shadow Temple. Yeah. Um, and I just got stuck there, and at some point in time later, when I had my GameCube. I got the little Master Quest version of Ocarina of Time, and I played that one, and I played a bunch of it, and this was, I was much older at the time, I was like, oh, I really want to beat this. Um, I think, again, I got stuck. I very, I remember distinctly this, though. After we graduated college, before I started looking for jobs, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do this. I'm going to put Ocarina of Time behind me, and I sat down, and I like did all of the remaining things, and I remember beating that game. And I remember running down and telling my dad, I was like, Dad, I did it. I finally beat Ocarina of Time. <laughs> and this is in like 2013, by the way. So I'm not that not that much younger. I, I love it. This is this is like stupid, stupid emotional, but it's like, oh, now now my childhood is complete. <laughs> so time to go get a job. Did Aww. yeah, did your did your dad turn around and be like, did I'm proud of you, son. No, he didn't. <laughs> he said he said, Congratulations though, and that was enough. That's enough, yeah. Uh, I like um, how you got your, so, your college degree. Your college degree allowed you to beat Zelda. Yeah, like, that was the requirement. <laughs> that's right. Um, so moving on from Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask has a lot of fun memories to it. Oh, it, really? oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um, the, the story with Anju and Cafe is a, really, really nice and really enjoyable. But I have to admit, my favorite, my favorite memory is shooting aliens with arrows at the Lon Lon Ranch. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that one, was so, that was dumb and out of nowhere. <laughs> one of one of Drew's like example things for memories was landing on an alien world, and I thought, 
Well, there is that scene in Majora's Mask, so that's not too far off. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that doing one. that. That that was dumb. That was that was really dumb, dumb but, it was, but it was funny, but dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb. I just I remembered so fondly. I remember sitting in the back of the wagon. I remember shooting arrows, and I just remember there being aliens doing like, "What is going on?" <laughs> See, I wish I could have played um, Majora's Mask. Like, it looked like such a cool freaking game. But again, Drew, you, no N64. You would love Majora's Mask. Majora's uh, Mask is one of those is one of those great games that it, it really is a rehash asset reuse, more so than any of the other Zeldas, because it is literally oh yeah, it's, rehash asset reuses. Mm-hmm. But there's something really cool about seeing all of the same things you know from Ocarina of Time in a new way. I think it's... Re- I still think it's one of the most unique Zelda games. Yeah, I think the specifically the time mechanics that they have for that game make the game super interesting. It actually um, mm-hmm. for the audience. This what, later, what are the time mechanics? So the time mechanic of the game is that uh, if you don't, if you're not aware, in Majora's Mask, um, you have three days to complete all your tasks, which is not even close to enough time. And mm-hmm. so what you can do is you can pull out your ocarina, your ocarina of time, and you can play a song. That will rewind you in time back to the start of that th- of those three days, and uh, most of the stuff you've picked up over the course of the game doesn't come back because you've gone back in time. But that, like a couple of key important items do, and weirdly enough, all the money you put in the bank does. Yeah, I never got that. Why does that? Why does that carry back? I don't know. I feel like, like I feel like this is just the 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 light intervention of Zelda because I assume Zelda is the one helping you on the, this one. Just, like, lightly changing the bank accounts before you get there. Hmm. I wonder if... You know what? I just realized something. I wonder if it's because, like, Link must have, like, a card that says how much money he has in his account. And the guy has infinite money. So he says, oh, well, he has a card here. He must have this oh. much money. Oh, he does. Because he checks something on you. We just solved a mystery. I'm proud of both oh, of you. That's well nice. Done. Thanks. Dude, so many people have been trying... Like, I remember... I remember when we were doing our game design courses, people were always trying to figure out, oh, what if we did our time travel stuff like Zelda, oh, where you, you have like a set number of days and you just keep repeating it. And I think, hey, I don't know any games hey, that are really Hey, high. Adam, you remember one day? I do. <laughs> we literally did this. Um, um, the difference with... But I don't know. I don't remember any game that's actually done it like the same way, though. Uh... There must yeah. have been someone who tried because yeah. I know Majora's Mask has a huge cult following. Oh yeah, I I just that it's actually why I really like the game, and it's it's actually my favorite Zelda game because of that. But we're we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting there. Drew, you got any more memories? Um, so one of my favorite parts about the Zelda games, weirdly enough, is I like the item fetch quest that seems to be in most of them, which is you have an item and you give it to someone else and they trade you something else and so on and so forth. And it eventually leads up to like a really cool item or a really cool weapon. And I I don't really know if it's a fond memory for any particular reason other than I really like that element of the game. I liked how they did it in Wind Waker where you eventually like, I forget what you were trading, but I know there was something that I was giving to someone somewhere you, else. I think, no, I think that trading quest was you were trading like items or uh, like the little decorations here or there. Yeah, that's what it and was, I think the decoration it, quest. I think it ends with the magic armor. Like that's how you get the gem for the magic armor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, like, 
it's a weird side thing that I've run into. I really like it. It just makes me revisit parts of the game, and it's just it's just fun. It's just like a fun thing it does. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But as far yeah. as like, I just want to talk about one more thing. One more thing. Um. So y'all who played Wind Waker, there are these giant squids. These giant squids that pop up. In oh, the yeah, the Octoroks or the oh the Octoroks. Mm-hmm. Well, like you know, like they're like you know big sea monster guys. And I remember my brother, he didn't like them. He was terrified of them. And so it was like one of those rare cases where I got to like help him beat a boss. And it was like a cool bonding moment. So I don't Aww. know. Take that for what it was. Zelda brings brothers together. I, nice. I had a, I had a similar bonding moment with Wind Waker as well. Uh, oh. For me, my buddy Doug over a summer, I think beat like 80% of that game. Like he would just come over to my house and we'd sit down and just like burn through a bunch of that game. Uh, and I remember at the time I had the strategy guide for Wind Waker. So, and it mm-hmm. came with this giant sea chart map, like mm-hmm. an actual physical sea chart. And we were both sitting there looking at this map like, okay, it says there's a heart container piece here. Let's go there next and oh, find shit. That's oh, cool. That that's was a fun cool. summer. That is awesome. This is the same, this is the same Doug I did a Bioshock race with, uh, races with. Oh. Oh, I couldn't talk there. Oh, oh, I didn't know but, you did uh, and, and actually, to, to to catch on this theme, so me and my older brother were the ones. For like, we 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 played um, uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask together, and it was actually mm. a like it was basically a bonding moment for the for the two of us as siblings. Um, and it might have made it so that some of the memories that I have of playing these games is actually my brother playing and me watching. But who knows? Uh, I had that happen. Yeah. I had that happen with the day I got Ocarina of Time. Because oh. my older cousins are like, well, we don't have an N64. Let's play on this one. And then they beat, like, most of the first dungeon. So when they left the next day, it's like, what do I do? How do I play this video game? Oh, no. <laughs> there's no there's no more tutorials, and they have all the knowledge. Come back. Yeah, well, wow. I had all the, I had all the knowledge because I sat there and watched my brother play it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's just, it was a cool bonding. It, it was a bonding thing between me and my brother. Um, and yeah. I think the only, the only other bonding thing I had, I remember, uh, I remember my dad brought this up, and this has always kind of stuck with me. My dad really liked Ocarina of Time because when I was oh. playing it, he really liked that I that you could just look up and look at the sky. And for whatever reason, that's really stuck with me. So anytime you can just kind of look at a really nice skyline, I kind of remember that. Huh. And that started with Ocarina. I was like, oh. Yeah. See, Legend of Zelda is great. It's a fantastic series, and we're barely even talking about the games themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the memories, man. Just the the meta of it all. The meta of Zelda. Well, let me do. Let me do one last memory about oh, the boy, actual man. game. Mm-hmm. I ran into a weird bug in Wind Waker that I have yet to be able to reproduce, but it really weirded me out. Oh. And as mm-hmm. time has gone on, I don't even remember if this is if this actually happened. Oh. Drew, remember in Wind Waker how you could hop your boat? Um, like you can you can make it jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point in time, I kind of got down enough that I could have my boat kind of skip along the ocean because I was just timing the hops so well. Mm-hmm. For some, at some point in time, I got like ten or twenty hops in a row, and all of a sudden the game went white, and I ended up on uh, Windfall Island. Whoa! What? I don't know how that happened. I don't know what happened. Um. <laughs> I think I must have like gone fast enough that I fell off the edge of the world and ended up at the, the last safe zone it could put me at. Hmm. But, like it, it weirded me out, and it's still the weirdest thing about that game to me. Is like, did I bug this? That's, what happened? That's crazy. You probably bugged it. Yeah. See, I was a QA tester before I was a QA tester. <laughs> well, you know, you knew your occupation early. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you could have filed that bug with Nintendo and gotten yourself a sweet paycheck. Oh yeah. Mm, Speaking money. of bugs, did you did you guys ever play Skyward Sword and run into the uh, progress bug, or hell, Link's uh, uh, Twilight Princess and run into the progress bug? Oh, uh, I didn't know there was me? a progress bug in Twilight Princess. What happens in Twilight Princess? There's a sequence where you need to find you need to rebuild a cannon to get go up to the Sky Temple. Oh yeah. If you go in, save the game, and turn it off. And you're still in that room. When you load back in, the door is shut and you cannot get out. Oh. Oh, no. And you can't warp out because there are people there and you need to be a wolf. So it's like, you can only warp in wolf form. But there are people watching Link. You can't warp here. You're like, oh my gosh, you're stuck here. You have to restart. Oh, that Jesus. sucks. Restart the game. And Zach, this is not an early thing. This is like end game sequence. This is the second to last dungeon. Oh. Um, and, th- and Skyward Sword had a bug where if you did something out of sequence, <laughs> mm-hmm. you would, you couldn't progress either. And they had to release a special patch for it. And that was the first time they'd ever patched a game. Huh. Wow. Oof. That sucks. Well, you know, you yeah. learned some some interesting history about the Zelda franchise, didn't you? Thanks, Adam. Mm-hmm. No Adam- problem, y'all. Oh boy. Yes. Adam, I have a question for you and Zach. I'd like to know what your favorite entry into the Zelda series is, and maybe what your least favorite is. Once you've played, though. Once you've played. Majora's Mm. Mask. Ooh, strong contender. That's a That's a good pick. I like it. Is it? It does. It's probably the most interesting 3D Zelda game, in Mm -hmm. in like specifically in the way in which it uses time. Like, like you guys were talking about earlier. Nobody has ever replicated that style of gameplay, at all. Mm Mm-hmm. In, in like a major released game and if somebody comes up with a counter example <laughs> please email it to teamnitwick at gmail.com <laughs> so that way I can get, know about it and I can go that, out there Zach you are a master of subtlety I just need you um, to know that <laughs> but yeah Majora's, Majora's Mask is a good one That it's a really really good one yeah I, uh, I've heard good things it has my favorite track in Zelda, which is that that Astral Observatory song. I, I love that song so much. Oddly enough, I found that, that I find that song annoying after like five minutes, and I spent way You're more than five minutes. You're literally a monster with. <laughs> you are a monster with no culture, is what I'm hearing. Oh uh, well, all right, all right, all right. Drew, what's your least favorite though? My yeah. I I've played three, and they've all been really good. I'm not saying a least favorite. Okay, oh, so okay, so none fair. of them are bad. None of them. Are none bad. of them. None of them are okay. bad. Okay, I, I played Ocarina, Majora's Mask, and fucking Breath of the Wild. None of them are bad. <laughs> you, you, That's you're true. You play with some heavy Accurate. hitters. Adam, do you have uh, do you have a favorite that isn't Majora's Mask? Do you have a least favorite? I, I do. I have. Oh I think so. I'm gonna be bold and daring and say this. You oh ready for God. this? This is a controversial opinion. Oh, controversial shit. opinions. I think Ocarina of Time is like hands down one of the best games around. I absolutely adore wow. that game. Less controversial um, <laughs> opinion. <laughs> Most controversial, please. Um, I think Ocarina of Time is probably my favorite because it is the first game that I really... One, it's not my first Zelda because that was Link's Awakening. It was my first 3D Zelda. It was my first one on my N64, which started my whole love of games. It was the first game that I really felt completely immersed in this game, in this world. It was the first one where I really did feel like I was going on this massive adventure. Um, And I think it was because, you know, when I got it, 
I was about the same age as Link at the time. So it was like, I'm going on this adventure with them mm-hmm. or as him. And then, you know, you, you get to go into the future and be like, oh man, all everything's different. I have to protect my, I have to like protect everybody now. There's just so much about Ocarina of Time that I love that makes it my favorite. And I know there are people that say like, oh, but Ocarina of Time is just a rehash of Link to the Past. I cannot argue that because that is true. <laughs> like down to a T, is that true? But that's a good formula. Don't wreck, don't wreck it. But everything about Ocarina of Time is just so... It's the game I play when I want to feel like a kid again. That's how uh, much I like it. Uh, right, right. Uh, well, I mean, I have, shit, man. I've heard good things. I've played good things. Ocarina's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, if I had to say a least, and this kind of hurts me a bit. Aww. I didn't finish it, but I, I really didn't care for Skyward Sword. Oof. Huh. Um, huh. And I... I say that hurts me a bit because Skyward Sword has some really interesting bits in it. And I like, and they were really trying something new with it. The problem I had with the, with Skyward Sword was you ever hear that, you know, that kind of gripe about games of, Oh, they never turned the tutorial off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's this game to like the tutorials never stop. It's super annoying to play this game sometimes. Oh, that sucks. Uh, the motion controls can be, I really don't care for the motion controls and it kind of sucks because the game is built around those motion controls and it makes me think we're never going to get a port of that game to like the Switch because of how ingrained the motion controls are. Mm. You kind of can't play it on anything but the Wii unless you redesign the game. Mm. For that reason, it is my least favorite because boy, I would really like to play it, like give it a second shot, but I don't want to do motion controls. I mean, I, I feel that for you with Metroid. Like, I... I understand why the Wii forced that functionality onto games. It was kind of its whole gimmick, but like, man, has that limited what can actually leave, mm-hmm. you know? Like, those yeah. games are stuck on that console for like... For me, Metroid 3 felt fine on the Wii, and this is just personal opinion. It didn't feel as bad as, say, like, most controls on Zelda, whereas, like, you need to be one-to-one swordplay, like, but I don't... I'm not playing this for, like, super accurate swordplay. I'm playing this for an adventure. This is really annoying, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Drew, what about you, man? Yeah, Drew. Well, let's see here. As you can see, as you probably can tell, my favorite Zelda that I done played, Wind Waker. And that's just chalked up to the fact that it nails its artistic style. It actually, it does some interesting things with the Zelda formula. I think the fact that you are traveling on a boat the whole time and visiting islands is a really fresh take on, you know, the concept mm-hmm. of continuing Hyrule in some kind of manner. It Mm -hmm. feeds in really nicely with the idea of, like, you know, I'm seeing this vast new thing. Like, everything is done with, you know, maps, with charts. It's a really cool, just a cool take on that formula. Um, It's got, God, it's got so much, like, good character in it. It, It's got great music. I like that all of the characters are super expressive in that game. For, like, an era of games where everybody was kind of drab about everything, Mm -hmm. that game is, like... That game's really good just for, like, how many, vi- like, facial expressions Link can have. Oh, God. Dude. Man, Toon Link, Toon Link is the most expressive Link of the entire series. And I, don't, I, oh, yeah. I haven't even played Wind Waker, but I've seen this kid's faces. Mm. You've seen the faces. It's weird, though, because I remember seeing the media roll up for it. And I remember there being a lot of worry about, like, you know, Zelda's new look. Because it was cartoony. It wasn't very graphically detailed. And I remember there was a lot of hate for a long time. And then I got my hands on it without any baggage. And I was just like, no, this is great. Y'all are crazy. And nope. I, I'm happy I had that opinion. I feel like it, 
I feel like it was the right Super one. Super vindicated. Oh, I do. I feel very vindicated. As far as, it's hard to say least favorite or like, you know, least liked because they're all really great. And I'm sitting here trying to think of one. I've got it for you, Drew. Mm. I know your least favorite. Oh, boy. Uh, it's Zelda CDI, isn't it? I never played what? Zelda CDI. I can't say that. Um, what is I, Zelda CDI? <laughs> Wait, someone explain this to me. Do you know what the CDI is? No. It was a VC. It was a disc-based media player that, for some reason, they said we should put games on this, oh, and okay. it has three Zelda games on it. What? They are all terrible, <laughs> and Nintendo refuses to acknowledge them. What? Are you aware? Uh, you know the really shitty Zelda cartoon things you see that, like Nick, that our buddy Nick would like send us around. Yes. Yeah, that's Zelda CDI. Oh. Hold on. I'll... Oh my. Drew, what is your least <laughs> what is your least favorite? I've got or it. I've got it now. Favorite. I've got it now. Okay, now hear me out. I didn't finish this one, but for the Game Boy Advance, they had the, you know, the old NES games that you could like then bring and play on your Game Boy. And mm-hmm. I don't think Legend of Zelda 2 is very good, guys. Oh. Whoa, controversial opinion. Controversial opinion. I think there's a reason it's... they threw it out. I'm sorry. It just it doesn't work particularly well for me. And if, if mm. people, if fanboys want to fight me on that, you can send that fight mail at, <laughs> at teamnitwick at gmail.com. All right. I like that you kind of screwed up there and said fight mail, and I'm all for fight mail. Oh, yeah. Fight mail. What on but, earth yeah. is this? What is this thing you've linked in the Discord? This picture. Zelda CDI. <laughs> no, that's a video. Go watch it. Oh, I, I'll watch it after the podcast. All right. <laughs> that fucking well, picture. <sighs> But yeah, that's that's my favorite entry is Wind Waker. Least favorite, I guess, is Zelda 2. Um, and that's where I'm going to stand. That's where I'm going to stand. And I think it might be time to move on to our favorite part of the episode. If oh, y'all yeah. Ready. Oh, the part where you guys give me loads of money? <laughs> yes, loads, loads, Finally. loads of money. Well, no. you viewers, if you'd like to donate to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to donate to Adam's loads of money, you can send funds to Team... <laughs> I'm going to stop. This joke yeah. is dead. It's Design Club time, everybody. It is Design Yay. Club time. And this week's Design Club, I quite like. It is create a Zelda dungeon, complete with a unique weapon and final boss fight. So... Mm. Oh, I have... Ready? I already wrote it out. I might have... I might have done this. I might have just built one. Well, Zach, you seem eager. Let's go. Um... I, I didn't actually build one, but I did write out a bunch of stuff for it. Um, it's basically, uh, it would be a dungeon. It would be this sort of like canyon, sort of like mountain theme, mm-hmm. where sort of like you're going up and down a lot. And so the unique item that you would get for the game is a rope arrow and a zip line. Ooh. Hmm. And so, kind of fun. so what you would do is that you would like shoot the arrow on one end, plink one area, and shoot the arrow on the other end to plink the other area. And then you use the zip line to sort of ride it all the way down. That's a That'd cool be really cool. That feels um, like it would it would work well in like a Breath of the Wild kind of thing where yeah. you like you can explore and like hook these things up wherever you want. Yeah, exactly. And so, so uh, and it's like the other thing about the rope arrow is that you can like link two items like two objects together and then use it as like a, a tripping device. It is very extensible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the final boss utility. for it, yeah. And so the final boss for it would be all in a, a really big canyon with a bunch of ledges and ladders. Mm-hmm. Um, and the enemy would be a giant, like, a giant, like, sandworm, essentially, that, like, burrows its way around in the canyon, up and down and around. Um, and you have to get to all these different vantage points in order to hit it. 
And so you're using the zip line to like zip between different areas and climb the ladder up here to go over there, uh, just to get a good angle on this on this giant worm that's just sort of wrapping its way around the canyon. That would be kind mm-hmm. of fun. That actually remi- that it reminds me of kind of two parts of it. Um, there was a similar item in Link to the Past, not not quite, mm-hmm. but a uh, I think it was called the Rod of Samara or something. And there would be these tracks that were all throughout the dungeon, and you'd generate a platform that would kind of ride around. Oh, oh yeah, uh, I remember that. It only kind of it only kind of reminds me of that of like you know, hey, I want to go from here to here. I need to make a platform or and like zip line myself. Right. Uh, and your canyon one kind of reminds me of this boss from Twilight Princess, the stout, the I think it's the Stow Lord. It's this giant tower, and you're riding these spinner tracks all the way up while this giant skull is kind of following you and spitting fire at you. Oh, that was a okay, fun that's, one. And you have that's to... A fun one. It just, and that's basically, like, the only things that remind me of that. But that sounds, like, really cool. I'd, mm-hmm. I want to use that shit. Mm, yeah. I like it. I like Drew? it. Drew? I, I got one. So, with this one, I think it'd be fun to have a Legend of Zelda-themed dungeon around Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, what? So, I would... Basically, the, here's my premise. The the jewel, the magic thing you gotta get for whatever reason is in a demigod or like some god's, some god's child's room. And mm-hmm. the god's child is like, I want to play with this crazy creature, which is you, Link. So he takes you and he throws you onto his magic, godly, powerful Dungeons and Dragons board. And the entire dungeon is oh. just like a weird paper mache sort of like feel <laughs> and vibe. And you're just sort of uh-huh. like going going through this dungeon he made and it's all very it's all very like, you know, like board games and chess pieces, just kinda cobbled together toys you'd find in a kid's like, you know, basement or like toy trunk. The yeah. item you would find would be the lucky dice. Which would be dice that you roll, um, and you would like mash a button or something, and it would like let out some kind of like random attack based off of the dungeon based off of the number that you get from the dice. And I mostly want this because I want there to be magic dice in a Zelda game. And I think the final boss would just be you have to fight the dungeon master. It's the demigod kid, and you just have to roll better than him, and there's some kind of mechanic to do it. I haven't quite thought it out, but I like the aesthetic. I, I think this works as a secret dungeon. I think you're right, Zach. That'd be kind of fun. Definitely, right. It's definitely a secret dungeon. Secret dungeon. Not not part of the main storyline. Not part of the main epic plot to take down Ganon. Not, none of that. None of that. I think it'd be mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Adam? Oh, God. I don't know. I'm really having trouble thinking of this one, which is weird because for how many I've played. Because I'm it's like, actually... every time I... Every time I think about one, it's like, wait, they kind of did that already. Wait, mm. they kind of did that one already. So I, so the way you think about it is, is uh, the way I thought about it is, you come up with like an item, like a unique item, mm-hmm. um, and you just think about what would best, like what style of dungeon would best fit it. Because I thought of the zipline thing, and I was just like, oh, that really works for like mountainous or canyon terrain, and so. Yeah, and I guess what, I guess the thing I'm thinking of is uh, from having played so many of these games of trying to think of a weapon that's not or an item that is not already uh present i think what i'd want to do i'm trying to think no they did that already fuck <laughs> i got another one how did i come up with a unique item how did like how i i kept thinking like i haven't played enough zelda games i feel like they had well, to have done a zip line at some point like i said they kind of have but in different parts like the zip line has been is a thing that is in multiple games but in like not the way you're describing it kind of thing okay um i would say one thing i, I really wanted to see more of um and this won't be the most unique thing in the world is mm-hmm. in 
Ocarina of Time, you get to go into the Ice Cavern, uh, which is a kind of a mini dungeon. And I always wanted to see more of that because I thought that was... I thought the Ice Cavern was so cool. Listen, man. Uh, Yes. The Ice Cavern is annoying as hell. You slip and slide in everywhere. Yeah, I know it's great, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, I know why they made it small because it was really frustrating. I guess if I were to make a palace... A a palace... (laughs) If I were to make a palace, if I were to make a Legend of Zelda dungeon, I kind of would want to see more of a of a bigger expansion on the ice cavern. Hmm. All right. uh, I like the I like the in the ice cavern you got that unique blue flame item. So mm-hmm. I think if I were to add something, I I guess it would be like another like a special flame rod kind of thing. Oh. They already have the flame rod in like in uh, Link to the Past and Breath of I just found it in Breath of the Wild. Oh, um, um get ready. There's more than one. Oh goody, um, but I like the idea that I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's mostly just the aesthetic of that dungeon that I would love to see more and expanded on, uh, and being able to like you know, hey, there's this like maybe as you're trying to approach it, there's a strong gust of wind coming at you, and you have to put on the iron boots or like use the fire rod to kind of stop whatever's blowing the wind at you. Mm-hmm. Um, for a boss that would use this, I guess I I guess I would think something like. Um, like a giant Blizzalfos or something, one of the one of the giant ice like sculpture things that's always like breathing out like he- like cold wind, but I would kind of make it so that you have to you're trying to climb up it and you need to light these beacons to kind of pre- uh, create a protective dome around you with the fire rod kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm imagining something with Metroid Prime 2's beacon system kind of thing where you Ooh. hit a beacon and now there's a sphere of protection around you. You have to fight while in that thing, and I think. Oh, you use the fire rod to light the beacon, and it's going to go out because it's so cold. But you're doing this as you're climbing up this giant uh, Blazalfos thing. That's you know, Adam, that sounds I really can cool. Definitely see that. I can. Definitely it's not the see most that. original because I know I know they're like, hey, we kind of did this, but I always thought that'd be kind of a neat area to go back to, mm-hmm. even though there are other ice dungeons. Well, I mean, right. Zelda, I mean you, Zelda's been uh, everywhere, so if there's a little overlap, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, like I'm sure there's been a canyon dungeon at some point. Yeah. Mm. Well. I'm tr- I just thought of the two ice... Du- there's the ice dungeon in Majora's Mask, and then there's the ice house in... Uh, it's like a basically a mountain mansion that you're in in Twilight Princess. Oh. That's a good one. You know how you get through? You make soup. Excuse me? That's how you get through that. You're I, collecting ingredients for a soup, and then I, that's how I you get to the boss. I love that dungeon. I love that dungeon. What that one's fuck? clever. You're making a soup? <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're making a soup. Well, the All weapon's right. like a ball and chain, isn't it? Like you, you throw oh, you get, a ball and chain or something. Yeah, but throughout the like your kind of mission in that one is you run into this giant Yeti. I think his name's Yeto, and you're like, "Hey Yeto, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm making soup for my wife. She's very sick. Hey, go get me ingredients, you weird green tunicked man." He says, "Okay," so and so this, you get soup for him, and that's how you okay, get into the boss room. Okay, this is unrelated. Well, but did any of you play the Minish Cap? No. Yes. Okay. I did play a bit of the Minish Cap. Talking about all of the soup stuff reminds me of the tiny world they have and like what they did with like the tiny, like the tiny version of Hyrule or wherever you were. And that game's really cool. I'm throwing out, I'm throwing out an honorable mention to that game. See, that, right, that right. would be a fun one for your, uh, your Dungeons and Dragons kind of map. God, group. it would. If it's they the pro- Minish Cap, like you, you know, shrink down and then he has to put you in your dungeon because it's been like hexed or cursed and you got to go through or something you know what they probably did something like that i just don't remember it well i guess it's time to replay finish cap yeah that's right it's pretty fun i do have one other one that i like a 
pal or a dungeon I'd like to see. You sound like um, a palace I, again. I know. I'm sorry. It's really. It's really. It's weird. okay. You'll never leave the Persona realm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh <laughs> damn it. Um, I kind. I don't know if they did this in Breath of the Wild, and I'm kind of not like. I feel like they might have like a super technological uh, dungeon. Uh, I feel of... like all of them are tech dungeons in Breath of the Wild. Mm. Every... That's, that's fair. I... All the shrines feel like you've entered future tech. Yeah, and that's that's totally fair. Maybe that's kind of what I'm thinking. Adam, do you want to just play in the Sky Fortress? Is that what you're talking about from Echoes? Yes, I kind of, that. but I want to... Drew, I like that you, without me even saying it, you knew I was thinking of the Sky Fortress, but with Zelda. <laughs> because I felt the same way when I was in it. I was just like, this feels like a Zelda dungeon. Okay. It does! Which, it feels so cool. Which game contains uh, the Sky Fortress? Uh, Metroid Prime 2 has uh. the Sky Fortress, and for a game that is in the far future and has sci-fi tech, this is the most, like, hyper, super technology level ever, and it's just so weird and out there and cool, and I'd love to see a Zelda take on that. Like, uh, I remember there was always this concept for a far-flung future Zelda where, like, oh, Zelda's, you know, in the, like, cyberpunk future and he's got a motorcycle and stuff. And they kind of did that with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Down to the motorcycle. Oh, God God. damn it. You reminded me of that. Um, Yeah, Breath of the Wild is, like, a post-apocalypse game. That's so, it's so weird. It is. I, like... And it's weird because it is a post-apocalypse, but kind of not. Like it's it's, it's it fits like clearly oh, like a weird. fantasy game, but it's also a post-apocalypse game. And I'm not gonna lie, the aesthetic and the feel for Breath of the Wild, I absolutely adore. Yeah, I love that. Like everything's like, oh, this is ancient technology. Like that's like hella advanced. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to talk just. A, I know we're in our design challenge. I did want to just talk a little bit about Breath of the Wild in general. Uh, in kind of like greater strokes or high level concept thing Mm -hmm. um so breath of the wild is actually a pretty big departure from the standard Mm -hmm. and breath of the wild has done so well do you think they're gonna go back to the old style or do you think breath of the wild style of like super open world is gonna be the new way going forward i don't actually know because i feel like there's certain things hmm I don't know. They, they probably will repeat what they did before. They're probably going to do open world for, for Legend of Zelda going forward. Or they might do a little bit more constrained open world. I feel like mm-hmm. for Breath of the Wild, the big open world was part of the game. I think yeah. if they had a little bit, like if the next one they made was a more a little bit more condensed world, but it was still open um, and just had more like different things you could do with it i think is probably what they're going to do with the next one but i'm just starting to make fucking speculation off a zelda game um so i have no fucking idea yeah i I guess it was just kind of interesting me because i remember the other games like we said have been kind of formulaic and you kind of know what you're doing and breath of the wild is such a breath of fresh air Uh... um that it kind of made me wonder it's like well what are they gonna do after and not that i don't like breath of the wild i really do like i love the open world hell most of my time is dicking around oh yeah like zach i don't know if i when i'm ever gonna finish this game because every time i think okay on to the objective wait what's that hill over there i should go explore it yeah you'll well you'll get to a point where you've explored most of the hills and then you're just like well okay i'll go to the objective now (laughs) (laughs) okay drew you got any thoughts on that i know you haven't played breath of the wild but you've kind of been exposed to it a bit yeah, my thoughts are, I know it's very different. I think that the reaction has been very positive, but I think Zelda as a franchise 
has never sat too heavily on its laurels. Every every iteration seems different enough. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like what's going to happen is Nintendo's going to take a long time to get another Zelda out there because it took a long time to get Breath of the Wild and before that I think it was Skyward Sword up on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's going to I think it's going to be a while until they see the next one and then they're probably going to take some cues from what was good about this but they're probably going to look at what's working in other game genres and pull it in so i think it'll be more i again haven't played breath of the wild but everyone seems to be really hot on it so i think they're not going to throw everything out but i wouldn't be surprised if they if they still brought in new things or if they brought in the dungeon structure again so guys, get ready for Legend of the next Legend of Zelda. This time with loot boxes. Oh, oh. No, please no! Uh, how do you get the How do you get the bow and arrow? You better pull it from a loot box. I actually don't. Think I call it happen. the Legend of Zelda, the box of mystery. See, God damn it! Nintendo has been pretty good about <laughs> not doing that stuff, though. Like Nintendo games, as far as I can tell, seem to be staying in the realm of we have game, you bought game, good job, you did it. I think they're happy <laughs> with that model. <laughs> I just love this idea. Congratulations. You bought game. I, I like that. Drew, I want that as a slogan somewhere. We made game. You bought game. Congratulations. It's our new... It's it's something. It's something. It is something. Um, but uh, again, I can't say anything yeah. else until I play some Breath of the Wild. But you know, it, mm. it's, it's, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. But maybe I should just play it. Maybe I should just pick that thing up. Maybe. Mm. You know it's not a gamble. What? Yeah. Toast and pour outs. Oh, it's toast and pour outs time. Yeah, okay, time for guys. some toast and pour outs. Um, I have a toast. What's your toast? To Sidon, Garuk, and Urbosa, the three best characters in Breath of the Wild. Whoa, I see one's missing. <laughs> Wait, which one's missing? Well, there's four. You listed three. No, I. Oh, did I say four? You said three. I don't know. Shite. I thought I said three. The three best Can't characters. Can't be that good if he forgot him. Can't be that Damn. good if he forgot him. No, oh, I, I, I can remember other characters. There's a lot of fun characters in Breath of the Wild, but those three are the best. Damn. I see. I see. I got a toast. I'd like to toast to all of the seagulls in Wind Waker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I can put a pair on my head and take control of a seagull in that game. Oh, shit. That be- <laughs> that's my favorite item in Zelda. What? The pair. The pair. <laughs> You can uh, put a pair so, on your head and control a seagull. And, you sure can, and a Zach. Seagull will come by, pick it up, and then you control the bird and you can fly around. Was that actually useful for anything? I can't remember. It just seemed like a thing I could do. Like, uh, <laughs> you could use it to hit switches, or there was one time where you could get a heart piece. That's about it. Okay. Well, you know, at least there's something yeah. there. I guess you could also use but it I... to scout. Hmm. Yeah, yep. you don't really need to. I, I uh, have one more toast. It's a uh, toast. It's a toast to Tingle because he's he's weird. Oh, he's a Tingle! Weird guy. God, I don't know what his deal there is. There is no. By the way, there is no Tingle in Breath of the Wild. <gasps> uh that's not true. Get that. Get that DLC, son. Oh. Mm-hmm. And we literally um, were just talking about how Nintendo doesn't do the loot box thing. Well, they don't do loot boxes, but they seem to have light DLC. But their DLC is pretty good. I'll give them that. All right. Um. Do I have any toaster pour outs? I have a few. I'm gonna pour one out for pretty much everyone in Devilman Crybaby. Oh, that's that's what true. A, what a bummer <laughs> by the end of that series. I mean uh, uh, Yep. I'm I'm gonna join. I have that a couple toasts. Uh I have a toast to the Astral Observatory. 
Still one of my favorite just rooms to be in in Zelda. There's really nothing even in that that room that's important. Oh, yeah. Beyond, like, I think, what, you get the moon's tear and you use that once and then never again. But for some reason, that room just stuck with me. Yeah, it is It is a room that sticks with you. It, I, I remember it all the time. Um, anyways, I, I have a pour out for whoever wrote the last two episodes of season two of Legend of Legend of Avatar of Korra. Uh, I I still don't know what the fuck happened. Don't worry. It'll all make sense eventually. I guess? Mm, sit on it, yeah. Zach. Sit on it and think about what you can take away from those episodes. All right. What lessons you might have learned and share them with us. All right. Well, now that you mention it. Hey there, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson, when you feel yourself getting confused, don't worry, calm down, and think about it from a new perspective. That might help. And if it doesn't, then you can ignore it, and I'm sure it'll be fine. And that's your lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Zach. That's usually my work thought. My work thought. My thoughts at work. Listen, it's been a long weekend. Uh, oh, I, no. see, I see, I oh, see. Well, li- no. well, listeners, thank you so much for listening on us as we talked about the glorious Legend of Zelda. If you have concerns, comments, things to say, or fight mail, you can send it to us at, <laughs> at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team N-I-T-W-I-C at gmail.com. This week's music, as usual, is by Pro Leader. He's super cool. Check him out on Bandcamp. Our outro music this week is by Mariachi Entertainment System. It is Dark World from Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And in general, these guys are pretty great, so be sure to check them out as well. Uh, Next week, we are going to be continuing our month of adventure by delving into the world of Dark Souls, which I'm sure you haven't heard anything about. Oh, wait. Shit. I forgot. Hey, guys. Cleric Beast. Hey. Bloodborne reference secured. Damn. We almost went an episode without it. (laughs) Thank goodness. If, if you want more top quality podcasting like that, be around next week and we will talk about not just Bloodborne, but the Soul series. And until then, have a great day and a good lunch. We'll see you real soon. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.